0: Join us, the Mr. and Mrs. Morgan You Know, for a new 15-minute weekly
1: recap about the most recent episode of Survivor Season 42.
0: Come on in. We'll appear in your podcast feeds every Wednesday morning, so you're all caught up before the newest episode airs on Wednesday night.
1: Like, subscribe, and share while you outwit, outplay, and outlast.
2: (laughs) Hello, Internet. The Morgan You Know Podcast Network presents Balls and Brew. welcome
0: back to the flagship sports podcast of the morgan know podcast network i am your host rod morgan joining me from i don't know maybe the cradle of college basketball is my co-host chris king joining us from north carolina that's the cradle of college basketball as much as it pains me to say there are a lot of good college basketball programs down that way
2: yeah there's a lot of good basketball in this state uh is it is it the cradle? Wouldn't the cradle be like the birth? Wouldn't that be like Kansas, technically?
0: Yeah, I'm sure Kansas would love to have that distinction. And cradle is probably not the right word. The hotbed of college basketball is probably better. But cradle, just I, I saw the Billy Idol cradle of, uh, the <laughs> "Cradle of Love" video earlier, and it's just it's on my mind. You know what I mean? Yep. Joining us to be our bracketologist and not our football handicapper for his uh, his his season finale appearance for a couple of months he's getting ready to uh to take off and uh, go vacation wherever it is that football handicappers vacation but joining us to be our Bracketologist is Josh Williams Josh hello
1: what's up boys march madness time four day weekend i assume for everyone
0: no certainly not i'll be working tomorrow <laughs> friday and saturday so that's
1: that's blasphemy man that's crazy hey
0: the people of Granger need their mail, Mr. Williams. The people of Granger need their mail. And as I was talking to you guys before the episode, I didn't do a bracket last year. And I, of course, didn't do a bracket the year before that because nobody did. And so when you don't do something, you sort of get used to not doing it. So I must admit, I do not have a bracket filled out and done at this point. I do not watch a lot of college basketball. I did forget that the Hoosiers were on last night until about eight minutes left to go in the second half. And I tuned in and watched the second or the the end of that game there. And I have the Notre Dame play in game on in the background here in the Morganino studios but that's about as far as my knowledge goes so you guys are gonna have to help carry me here a little bit today
1: let's go man and there's already concern about IU I guess after the after the game last night there was problems with the flight they were stuck on the tar- tarmac till like four in the morning and now they have to fly all the way to Portland Oregon to play at uh, like four thirty pacific time tomorrow so uh, or Thursday whenever whenever you're Uh, Here in this pod, so yeah, it's uh, questionable uh, flight situations going on here with the Hoosiers.
0: Well, let's be honest, they're a 12 seed playing a five in St. Mary's, who us here in the Midwest don't know an awful lot about because they play on the West Coast. But that's a good basketball team, Chris. I mean, you love the Hoosiers, but they're not necessarily supposed to win that game anyway, so maybe it won't matter.
2: I, yeah, I I believe I've seen some lines where the Hoosiers actually favored by like a point, point and a half. Um, it's a dangerous game for Indiana fans. St. Mary's is no joke. If it wasn't for Gonzaga, they would have won that conference. Easily.
0: Yeah. Well, we will get to uh, your Indiana thoughts, I suppose, when we get to, uh, to their place in the bracket here. We are not necessarily going to go through and pick an entire bracket, because I just don't know how exciting a podcast that will be, but we'll go ahead and we'll pick out the regions, we'll talk about some upset specials that each of you guys feel about there, some teams that you feel strongly about definitely coming out, and then we'll... We'll pick a final four and things of that nature as we roll along here. And uh Mr. Williams, any great nuggets that you have dug up in the research, make sure that you uh that you give to us. And uh, if I if I don't get to one of the nuggets you have before we move on to a region, make sure you let me know. All right, does that sound like good ground rules?
1: Sounds good, man. Sounds good.
0: All right. You guys can pick. Which which bracket would you like to start with first? Which one do you feel like has the most juicy nuggets that we better make sure we uh we have plenty of time to, to dissect? You guys pick.
1: Uh, Chris, where do you want to go? Let's
2: let's just let's just get it right out of the way, and we will go to the west where Gonzaga is. We can talk about them. Are they going to get it done this year? And and we'll start right there in the west. That's the top number one seed. Why not start there? All
0: right, I love it. That is that's correct. Gonzaga is the one in that bracket. Duke is the two. So those are your two teams that are supposed to meet for the chance to go in the Final Four there. But somehow I imagine that won't be who you guys have coming out of there. Mr. Williams, I guess I'll start with you here. Who are some teams that we uh, maybe don't know a lot about but should be looking out for in that bracket?
1: Yeah, check out uh, Vermont here. They are a pretty good three-point shooting team. They're better than the Colgate team that Arkansas had problems with last year in the tournament. Uh, Arkansas was only winning by like two points against Colgate uh, with a few minutes to go last year, held on to survive in that one. But that Arkansas team this year isn't as good as the one last year. And Vermont uh, I think is better than, than Colgate from last year. So uh, also that game is being played, I believe in Buffalo. So there'll be a lot of Northeast fans up there. Uh, So that's, that's one to watch here. And, and, and Vermont has, has steamrolled through their conference tournament. I mean, they are rolling teams by, like, 20, 30 points. Uh, Arkansas just pre- previously got rolled by AM in the SEC uh, semis. So uh, Arkansas, very good defensive team, but uh, whoever controls the style of pace of play in this game is probably going to end up winning Vermont very good shooters from from uh, beyond the arc. So that's uh, that's one game I'm looking at.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Do you like uh, Vermont enough? Because a game I actually heard a little bit about on the radio on the way in is that UConn should be on an upset alert, Chris. And I know you like hearing that. I know you love to see UConn go down. But I hear that New Mexico State actually has four guys of their five that are back after four years playing together. And then their fifth guy is a transfer over who's actually one of the top scorers in the entire tournament. So UConn, look out for upset alert, Chris. And I know you love to you love to, when the UConn Huskies go down.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big UConn fan. Um, I I actually went with UConn in this matchup. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be an overtime game. I think UConn squeaks by, and then they ended up getting beat by Vermont in the second round, so Vermont goes to the Sweet 16 because I had them as the big upset uh, bracket buster in, in this bracket. Um, wow, wow, look out. You bury the lead. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, New Mexico State is not a joke, though. They, I thought they could have easily gotten a higher seed than a 12. Um, but UConn is not a slouch either. That's going to be a very exciting game. It's, it's one of the must-watch games, I think, out of this first round for the West. All right, there you go. Mr. Williams, it looks like you got some thoughts on that game. What do you got?
1: Yeah, I, I like UConn in that game. New Mexico State hasn't played anybody inside the top 40 in Kempom rankings. They're not very efficient from the outside, and UConn's number one in offensive rebounding in the nation. They're a very physical team. Uh, they're number two in the country in potential points scored off of second chances. So um, UConn doesn't really turn you over, but uh, also there, they're, that's another little home game advantage, uh, home court advantage for UConn with that game being played in Buffalo. So you take a look at that Buffalo like sub region. There's going to be that's going to be like an electric atmosphere with Vermont fans there and uh, UConn fans there. And there's also another sub-region where Providence is playing over there. So that's going to be – I feel like that arena is going to be jived and pumped up for those games uh, Thursday and Friday.
0: You don't think a huge contingent is going to come up from Arkansas to be hanging out in Buffalo, New York right now in the middle of March? You don't don't think there's a big contingent of that happening? do
1: Do they even know where Buffalo's at? Like, oh, nobody from Arkansas is going up there.
0: That's a rough pull for those guys, man. I'm sure they were pretty excited to get that seed, and then they were like, we got to go to Buffalo? Oh, my goodness. That's a bummer. Let me ask you about this. Let's let's talk about the Irish here because, Chris, this is sort of in your wheelhouse as well because you're a Big Ten expert around here. Well, I suppose Mr. Williams knows the Big Ten just as well as you do. But we got Rutgers-Notre Dame on right now. Should Alabama be worried about either of those teams?
2: If I was Alabama, I'd probably be more worried about Rutgers. However, I think Notre Dame wins tonight. Um Mike Bray is a hell of a coach when he has time to prepare, and he has time to prepare for this game. It's going to be tough for Rutgers to win this game. So I think Notre Dame gets through, but then they lose to Alabama.
0: Shout out to my guy, Coach Mike Bray. Ran into him at the Uptown Kitchen on my mail route one day, and he was incredibly nice. Said, hey, good to see you, guy. And then shout out to my guy, me and Mike Bray. Apparently guys now. That's a thing that happened. You didn't know that, did you, Mr. Williams, that Mike Bray was my guy.
1: Hey, he's your guy. I think I think Bama has has uh, they better be worried about if Rutgers wins this game because Rutgers can take you off the dribble. That's something that Notre Dame struggles with. I mean, if Notre Dame is hitting their threes, they can beat either one of these teams. But uh, Rutgers really takes you off the dribble. Ron Harper Jr.'s son, uh, Ron Harper, his son, uh, th- Junior, plays for Rutgers. He's hit a couple game winners this year. One against Purdue. One against IU. And Geo Baker too can can take you off the dribble. So, and Alabama's defense is not nearly as good uh, this year as it was last year since they lost Herb Jones. So, uh, Alabama's kind of been trending downwards lately. I actually took a future on them to begin the season, and that's looking terrible right now. So, do not like that future as much as I like the Baylor one last year. So, yeah, Bama Bama's on upset alert. No matter who wins this game tonight.
0: Chris, you should you love that Geo Baker guy, right? Correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't that dude 24 years old? I mean, you love that guy because he's about as old as a college basketball player could be, right?
2: Uh, he always plays good against Indiana, so I'm not a fan.
0: Uh, of course, it always relates back to IU. All right, so we've talked a little bit about some of the uh, other teams in this region, but when we get down to the uh, the big boy time in this region, when we got just two teams playing for the right to go to the Final Four, who do you think that's ultimately going to be, Mr. Williams?
1: Man, in this region, I'm probably going to go with Texas Tech. They have the number one uh, defense uh, efficiency rating in the nation. And so I you think- got
0: Texas Tech beating the Dukies. You got Texas Tech beating Shishetsky in his final game, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean that's if that's if Davidson doesn't beat Duke first. Uh, we'll we'll so you see. You got about Davidson
0: that. beating Michigan State, then? Wow, look out, Tom Izzo!
1: Very good shooting team. Uh, Davidson is. Uh, they kind of blew it there—the Atlantic Ten uh, Conference Tournament final against Richmond. Uh, that actually got—I believe—that got Notre Dame, uh, uh, you know, barely into the tournament. Or if if a few more upsets would have happened, Notre Dame wouldn't have made the tournament. So, uh, yeah, Davidson uh, blew it there. But I think they have enough to get past Michigan State. We'll see. Uh, I mean, everybody right. probably wants to so see Texas
0: Cal- Tech taking on from the top end of the bracket.
1: Yeah, probably. Man, I'm not that I'm not as high on Gonzaga as most people, but it's it's probably going to be Gonzaga. I just don't know if Yukon has enough offense uh to to hang with Gonzaga for 40 minutes. If it's Yukon there, it could be any one of a couple teams there. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's probably Gonzaga.
0: All right, so you like Gonzaga? B, Texas Tech for the right to go to the Final Four. Chris, what say you as the two teams vying for the right to be the West participant in the Final Four?
2: I don't see anybody uh, beating Gonzaga until this game, and then I have them playing Duke, and I have Duke winning, getting Krzyzewski to a Final Final Four.
0: Nice. All right. I will just go ahead and release my pick now. And uh, Gonzaga fans, I'm sorry because I had my preamble about knowing absolutely nothing. But I'm completely fascinated with Chet Holmgren. I'd like to think that if I was, uh, I don't know, about nine inches taller, maybe I could have been Chet Holmgren. So give me uh, the skinny white guy team to win the championship. Gonzaga is my team coming out of the West and my team to win the whole thing. So I'm not going to provide much more analysis other than that. So we got it out of the way with the first.
2: He is a special kind of player, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm really, I mean, of course, me. It's always an NBA angle with me, right? I'm just interested to see how high in the draft he's going to go, what team's going to take a chance on him. You know, he's a bit of a versatile big, but he's got no weight to him whatsoever. Are you going to think that he's going to get some weight if he gets some weight? Does he change his game? He fascinates me. So that and that reason alone is why I pick Gonzaga. So that has nothing to do with their ability as a college basketball team. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Then let's, if you guys pick the West first, let's just go ahead and go down to the East. The bracket below them, the team that the West will take on in the final four. You have Baylor. Shout out to uh, any uh, Tony Kornheiser listeners. Phil's mom always would call them Baylor. They are the number one seed there. Then you have Kentucky, Uh, Calipari, number two seed. Purdue in there as well. Ugly. This is just an ugly bracket for teams for me. But those are just my personal feelings. Mr. Williams, what are your thoughts about them as basketball teams?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like this this is the region of death over here, man. This they just loaded up this bracket, this region in the east and totally uh just they didn't they didn't spread out the talent very well in the, in this in this whole bracket cuz there's way too much talent in the east and the midwest has a super super easy path. Uh so yeah, but uh if you want a, a Cinderella, I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if you call it cinderella or not but uh sh- there's a a subscription that I, I i uh look into on on visa in vegas sports information and network and there's a guy there steve mackin and shout out to him he broke down like all the cinderellas and the 17 stats that you know over the last 10 years you know of of upsets and and who who could get upset and there's 17 markers of that the team that fits the most markers, 17 out of 17, is your Indiana Hoosiers. And the team that is most likely to get upset, 17 markers out of 17, your St. Mary's Gales. So if that's hold course, your upset twelve five should be IU over St. Mary's, but
0: did we check this guy's IP address? Is he operating out of Bloomington? <laughs> look, mean, man,
1: I can't believe
0: is it he either. Wearing a red sweater by chance when he was doing these?
1: Yeah, he's breaking down all all sorts of historical data here, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I I was high on IU up until last night, and I, I know they won, but they didn't. Other than two players, they didn't look very good, and then you have this whole uh, travel situation. So. Uh, we'll see. We'll see that that game should be a a barn burner. First one to sixty may win that one.
2: We'll leave it to IU to buck that trend.
0: Your thoughts on uh on the East, Chris? Your uh, your overview on the East there? Do you see it as the bracket of death, like Mister Williams called it?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of good teams. Uh, because UCLA is the four seed. I don't even mention them. A lot of people
0: think they're a great team.
2: Yeah, I am right there along with it. I think, I think they get to the Sweet Sixteen. Um. <clears throat> excuse me uh baylor is a top-notch team i think they get to the sweet 16 uh san francisco is a team that really intrigues me out of this uh, out of this bracket um i think they get by murray state in that opening round and i think they give kentucky yes. all they can handle in that second round game give them more than that take them out I I can really see San Francisco beating Kentucky there. I still kind of am leading to Kentucky because Calipari has done his Calipari things again this year, and they're a solid team. I know they had a little hiccup in the SEC tournament, but they're still a tough team. But that San Francisco team is fun to watch. They can shoot. They have really good guard play. It's just a really, really dangerous team. Is Bill Russell going to be in attendance for that game? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Hey, man, I'm, I can't figure San Francisco makes the
0: tournament very often anymore. You know what I mean? I also love, I'm looking at these matchups here. I love that we have Purdue vis-a-vis Yale. We have the Ivy League versus the Farm League there. Absolutely fabulous, but in that game. Mr. Williams, what do you got?
1: San Francisco, first time making it since 1998. See? And... That that, that I, off the
0: dome. That was just me pulling stuff off the dome. There, call me Lenardi, on that one.
1: There you go. I wish that the committee wouldn't have matched those two uh, smaller bid conferences up against each other. You know, put them against the large conference. You know, San Fran and Murray State had such awesome years. Murray State is thirty and two. One of those losses is to Auburn. I mean, those two teams are awesome. Probably both underseeded, and the committee puts them up against each other. While you got. Uh, like USC and Miami and, and lackluster teams over in the Midwest, LSU, Iowa State, like nobody's pumped their about bracket, that game. Or
0: their bracket, Texas versus Virginia Tech. Who cares about that matchup?
1: Yeah, I mean, the bottom half of over there by the Midwest is just trash. And, yeah, I don't know. They, they loaded up the East too much there.
0: And Kentucky gets to play in Indianapolis too, man. I hope they get booed by people who are just there from Indianapolis. Good Lord, Chris. The Wildcats. I love that you already predicted them possibly to lose. That was great. Who else should be on upset alert in that bracket?
2: Um really, um, I don't think I guess this will be technically an upset. I think Texas takes care of Purdue in that second round. Um past that really it's probably gonna be pretty chalk um until you get to the sweet sixteen for me. Um I do have UCLA taking out Baylor in that Sweet 16 matchup. Ooh, all right. So then you got
0: UCLA taking on who to see who goes to the Final Four?
2: Right now I have UCLA and Kentucky in that Elite 8 matchup.
0: See, look at you. You're much you're much better at going with your head than you are just your heart. I could never pick Kentucky to go that far. Perhaps it's why it's ruined me in many a bracket challenge. Mr. Williams, <laughs> how about you?
1: Man, this is tough. If Baylor was fully healthy, I would pick them to to get through this uh, region here. They're the most athletic team. Uh, well, you don't have to
0: give me your Final Four pick yet, just who's going to be playing for the Final Four here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was just saying LJ is out for Baylor, uh, another big man, Everyday John's out for Baylor. So that's why people are so low on Baylor. If you want to go game theory, if you're if, you're, if anybody's listening here and playing in a bracket with a ton of uh, entries, take Baylor to get to like the national championship game because nobody will take that. And if it happens, then uh, hey, you're in the money. But uh, yeah, I probably lean towards Chris. Man, I, I, with Chris, it's it's probably going to be UCLA and Kentucky. But this is the bracket that's most loaded. So, I if if you're gonna if you're willing to throw a dart here, just go ahead and do it because I think the three seed, the three number one seeds on in the on the other regions have have super easy draws to get to the final four. So, uh, this one's going to be chaos. I think in the east.
0: Now, wait a minute. Again, I I confess to not knowing much about college basketball, but is UCLA's coach Mick Cronin? Yes. And that's the guy who coached Louisville for a couple of years too, right? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. And then he never went to Louisville? No. All right. So I was thinking of the guy. So there was a guy who was Louisville's coach at one point who was throwing some serious smoke at Calipari one time, and I Chris, loved that dude. Chris Mack,
1: yeah, just recently. Yeah.
0: Okay, there you go. I was thinking that the, I was thinking Chris Mack and Mick Cronin were the same guy. I told you I don't know anything about college basketball.
1: Chris Mack's like two feet taller than Mick Cronin. <laughs>
0: but UCLA kind of surprised people in the tournament last year, didn't they?
1: Yeah, so UCLA is tough, man, because they're they're not a very analytical team. Like they don't shoot threes. They shoot they're they're a mid range jumper type of team. Uh, Johnny Juzang, uh Miles Bernard. Jaime Heikez, uh they're all still there. They they have a uh they have the the craziest hair guy in the whole country. He actually played high school basketball at Lalamere. His name's Tiger Campbell, uh point guard for UCLA. Check him out, Rod. He, he hasn't cut his hair since the 5th grade.
0: I'm in. They're my pick yeah. to come out of the East now then, just based on that alone. And his name's Tiger, man. We this the yeah. year it's like the couple years of the Tiger King. This guy's name's Tiger Campbell. I'm all in.
1: There you go. Yeah. So UCLA's is not as athletic as uh, as as Baylor or as as Arizona. Arizona kind of exposed them in the Pac twelve championship, but they they have experience. They have a great coach, and they are super deep too. So and they just make shots. So it, it, they slow it down. Uh, they can play any pace that you, that you want. So UCLA is tough out of the East.
0: You just had a lot of the big March buzzwords right there, right? Experienced, can slow it down, good coach, right? I mean Chris. I mean these are these are these are. National champions are littered throughout history with experienced teams, good coach, can slow it down, top-notch great.
2: guard play, right? Yeah, great guard play. That's, that's exactly what I was about ready to say. Yeah, and UCLA has all all of the above. And experience in March Madness as well. And they gave Gonzaga everything that they could handle last last year and almost got it done. Um, probably a big reason why Baylor was able to get it done in the championship game. Uh, and I think... I think UCLA gets to the final four this year. I think they beat Kentucky in that Elite Eight game.
0: Nice. All right, Chris giving away one of his final four picks, even though he doesn't have to. That's how much he cares about you, the listener out there. All right, let's move over to the Midwest, the the, uh, bracket that Mr. Williams was throwing serious shade at. And, Mr. Williams, I guess we'll just start there, man. Unload. Fire the cannons.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kansas got the easiest, uh, I think the weakest two seed. Auburn's been terrible away from home this year. Uh, They're 258th in three-point shooting. Yes, I know they have two of the best bigs in the country, Jabari Smith and, and Walker Kessler. Well, we just but, talked
0: about guards, so maybe it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Jabari Smith, this, this is something to be aware of if, if you're an NBA guy. He is awesome, but uh, I think he's had like 72 post-ups this year. Uh, or or they just get him the ball like post-up or uh, mid-range. He's only taken like 73 dribbles. He's not comfortable dribbling the ball. Whereas Chet Holmgren and and Apollo Bancaro from Duke, they are comfortable dribbling the ball. So that's something to think about uh, if your NBA favorite team has a top three pick. But Jabari Smith is awesome. He, the Pacers
0: he, could end up with one of those top three picks.
1: He's actually not aggressive enough. Like the the Auburn guards don't get the ball. Yeah, those to him guys hog the
0: ball. I've heard yes. that a little bit. That those Auburn guys think that they're way better yeah. than they actually are. They don't give the ball to Jabari enough. I've heard that.
1: Yeah, and and the other they got the easy, they got the weakest uh, three seed in Wisconsin. Uh, they got the, I was going to say, is
0: Wisconsin playing at home? Because I don't trust Wisconsin if they're not playing at the Kohl Center.
1: They got the luckiest team in the country, Providence. I have this crazy stat here. They're the third most fortunate team in the last 21 years per Ken Palm. They're 11-2 in games decided by five points or less. Meanwhile, South Dakota State has the highest three-point field goal percentage out of any team in the last 20 years they're the best from behind the arc since the Brian Evans led '93 '94 Hoosiers team. Wow! Shout out BE. Yeah, they're top forty at the rim. Also, the South Dakota State team is really good. Uh, they're number one in non-transitional field well, goal the percentage, sixty percent. South Dakota Jackrabbits. State Jackrabbits. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Check and check this stat out. This is the craziest stat I think I've ever seen. Five out of the top six in minutes played for them shoot over 40% from three-point range, and the sixth one shoots 39.6. So their top six guys shoot 39.6% from threes. That is unheard of. Like if you have one guy shoot over 40% on your team, that's good. They've got six guys that can just drain it from three. So they are a team uh, that is a super popular upset pick here against Providence.
0: How oh, about that? Well, Chris, I know that you told me one of the greatest college basketball games you ever saw was a Texas Southern versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi matchup back in 74. And they're they're facing each other in the play-in tournament with the right to take on Kansas. So, I mean, does it matter to you who wins in
2: that game versus Kansas? Because I know you're a huge, huge Bill Self fan. <laughs> oh, I do not like Bill Self. And I really don't like Kansas. However, I don't see anybody stopping Kansas to get to the Elite 8 um, They might get Creighton or San Diego State. That game's a toss-up. Really, Kansas, I think, has an easy path. Um, this is a really kind of bad bracket. I mean, there's a lot of LSU, Wisconsin, USC... Iowa, those aren't teams you really want to go watch play. Iowa's been good of late, but the biggest surprise for me going to be out of this bracket is going to be Providence. I think they keep that luck rolling. It is March. It is St. Paddy's month. They're going to have some luck with them, and I think they will end up playing Kansas in the Sweet 16. What does a friar have to do with St. Paddy's day, though? It's not about the friars. It's about the luck. And they yeah, have you say been everybody the else luckiest. Providence could have
0: team. the luck
2: too. Nope. Providence keeps it rolling. Even against, and I think that's what's going to happen that first round game. South Dakota State's going to be dangerous. And for some reason, they will not hit threes. Providence gets lucky, move on to play Iowa, and then beat Iowa. It'll be fantastic watching Iowa lose in the second round.
0: And Frank McCaffrey will lose his ever loving mind because that dude is a psycho. He, he always looks like he's two steps away from a stroke. He certainly does. That's definitely his look. All right, so it sounds like both of you guys are going to have Kansas coming out of the top into the uh elite 8 there. Who do you, who do you got coming out of the bottom into the elite 8, Mr. Williams?
1: Oh man. Here's where you can also throw another dart because that I hate I hate I hate all those a, all A teams, man. Really. Like they're all they're all overrated um let's go rematch from last year's sweet 16 i'll go kansas and and usc all
0: right kansas usc we'll see i kind of think i know who you're going to go with there into the final four but we'll uh, we'll make everybody wait just a little bit longer let's tackle the south before we do our final four predictions you have the arizona wildcats Clocking in at the number one seed, which I'm still amazed that their coach is still their coach. It's just absolutely amazing to me that that dude still has a job, and now they're the number one seed. It just doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that there was no, a no. Sean Miller's not there anymore. Oh, he's not. See again, I don't know anything no. about college basketball. Who's the coach?
1: No, Tommy Lloyd. He's the Gonzaga assistant um, from last year. He's doing. He's yeah. probably going to win coach of the year.
0: Yeah, I think he's coach of the year. Nice, there you go. Well, both of the Miller boys out of college basketball. Oh, man, I'm sure that
2: just makes a whole bunch of people. Well, care, until so. uh, Rhode Island hires Archie Miller.
0: Yeah, that guy's definitely going to get himself a job, man. He's the belle of the ball. Everybody seems to think that that dude's a wonderful coach until he coaches your team. And then you're like, wait a minute, this is what I signed up for? All right, so I had Arizona. Then we have Villanova. Best uh best dressed Jay Wright, a man who uh who loves to get himself a contract extension from Villanova just by floating his name out for NBA jobs every offseason. That's what Jay Wright likes to do. And who's the three seed in that region? Is that Tennessee?
1: Correct. Yep.
0: And is Tennessee still coached by that dude that played at Purdue?
1: Not Kwonzo Martin. That that was wasn't he in Vandy? I think uh Yeah. Yeah, Tennessee is Rick Barnes.
2: Yep. Oh, Rick Barnes, the guy that used to coach at Texas, right? Correct. Yeah, and there's probably not a hotter team in basketball right now than Tennessee.
0: Yeah, Rick Barnes' his biggest claim to fame before this, though, was uh, was Kevin Durant rolled through the Texas years. That was his biggest claim to fame other than that. He's one of those guys that gets a bunch of different schools of the tournament, though. I suppose he is that guy. He might have even coached at Providence once, speaking of Providence.
1: Actually, 2003 was his Final Four team with Texas. Do you remember who led him to the Final Four in that year, Rod or Chris? Was
2: that Was that DJ Augustine?
1: It was not no, that
2: was Kevin Durant, wasn't it?
1: It was not. Oh. Most outstanding player in that tournament. TJ Ford won oh, that TJ Ford. Won that award over Carmelo. That I cannot believe that. But uh yeah, that's the only time he's been to the Final Four. But I got some fade Rick Barn stats here. He's won eleven and one against the spread in his last thirteen tourney games. <laughs> that's not good at all. Um yeah, Tennessee is super hot right now. But there's there's some concerning stats with them, man. Like the SEC had some pretty terrible teams at the bottom of the SEC, like Missouri and, and Georgia. Tennessee had a worse two-point field goal shooting percentage than every team in the SEC, and somehow they won the SEC tournament. Uh, that's just more props to their defense. They are awesome defensively. But, man, when you go through lulls where you can't hit twos, I don't know, man. Uh, that's and and people are this super popular pick like Chris said. I I'm I'm willing to fade them uh, getting knocked out maybe a round earlier than most most people think.
0: So who do you like coming to who do you like the most in that bracket? Do you like the one seat there? Are you, are you chalky in the in the south?
1: Yeah, I mean I don't see anybody I mean, I think if Houston was was uh, you know, fully healthy they lost their best player of the year early in Mark Sasser, and then they lost, uh, like, their third or fourth best player, Trayvon Mark, uh, uh, like three days after that. And all Houston has done is just ran through everybody. They did have a little hiccup uh, last game of the year against Memphis. But, dude, they play awesome defense. They're, like, top five Ken Palm ranking Um they are a tough team, man, and I know a lot of people have UAB upsetting them, and UAB is a really good team too. This is another one where the committee like paired up two teams that are hot right now where I wish they would have spread out the talent a little bit more. But, yeah, I like Houston uh, to, to, to beat UAB. I actually I actually like Houston to upset Illinois. I've got a wild Illini stat. Uh, Andre Corbello, their point guard, when he plays more than 20 minutes, the Illini is only 3-6 and six this year. Uh, And when he doesn't play, they are 13-1. and So he's, like, he's got super highs, but he's also got super lows. Like, he can make unbelievable passes, but at the same time has some mind-boggling turnovers. So Houston plays outstanding defense. I like Houston to get to the Sweet 16, but I don't see – I don't think they have enough to compete with Zona. Uh, I like Zona to get to the Elite Eight.
0: Don't uh, don't feel too bad for those uh, Houston guys that are injured. I guarantee their coach Kelvin Sampson is keeping in constant communication with them via cell phone. We know he has plenty of experience with that,
1: for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: he does. Chris, how about you, man?
2: What are your thoughts in the South? Um, yeah, I, it's it's a tough little bracket. Um, I'm kind of with. Williams, when it comes to Houston, I think they get to the Sweet 16, but they can't keep up with Zona. Um, I do like Villanova and Tennessee in the bottom half of that bracket. I think they get through easily to the Sweet 16. I don't see Ohio State getting through. Is Sister Jean going to take out Ohio State? That would be phenomenal. I love Loyola Chicago. I don't think they get it done, though. Liddell's a phenomenal player at Ohio State, so I think they get through round one. So I think it's, I think I, I think it's going to be Tennessee Villanova in that be Sixteen, and I think it's going to be Arizona and Tennessee in the Elite Eight.
0: Does uh does Michigan have big? Uh, nobody believes in us vibes here, right? We're kind of we're getting behind our coach. We're uh we're gonna we're gonna roll up. We're gonna we're gonna show people that we're uh we're tougher than they realize. Does Michigan have any of that on their side? I don't
2: think so.
1: I was going to take Michigan to beat uh Tennessee. I think I think they can get by Colorado State. Colorado State has one of the most fascinating players in the in the country playing for them, like a 6 256 like point forward who just Beefy. like yo man, Dave Roddy. Check it's him like out. Like Charles Barkley
2: running the point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's he's really talented, but he's got a really tough matchup. Well, listen, with, if there's
0: anything that Zion has taught us, six foot five beefy guys have a great history in the NBA in the last couple of years. He's playing a boatload of games for New Orleans. No,
1: nah, Zion's taller than that. Zion's like six eight, right? Uh,
0: yeah. Either way, he's beefy yeah. and he ain't playing a whole lot of games. He's played one season in three years. But go <laughs> ahead, good luck to anybody who wants old Dave Roddy on their team.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's a tough matchup for him, man, because uh, Dickinson has him. Well, uh, you know. He's got like five or six inches on him, a really good defensive player, and and Bumate also from Michigan. But it was uh, late injury news today where Michigan uh, does not have their point guard now, Demonte Jones. He's got a concussion. So maybe they can get past Colorado State, but Tennessee has one of the best pressure defenses in the country. They're top 15 at turning people over. That's a cause for concern when you don't have your point guard, and we saw how Michigan just pissed down their leg against IU uh, with their strong defense in the Big Ten tournament, so I was going to take Michigan to uh, to upset Tennessee, but I don't think I can now without their without their point guard. But a team that does not turn the ball over is Villanova. Colin Gillespie, uh, Big East Player of the Year. Uh, I, I think I I think I'm against Chris there. I think I like Nova to get past Tennessee and Rick Barnes there.
0: All right, there we go. Let's go back over to the West, Mr. Williams. Who do you ultimately have? cutting down the nets in the West region and representing that in the final four.
1: Yeah. I think it'll probably be Gonzaga and Texas tech. I think uh, Gonzaga would, would rather play Texas tech. They beat them earlier in the year. They actually lost to Duke uh, earlier in the year. That's when Duke was playing really, really good defense. They got up on their grills, up in their uh, Gonzaga's grills. They made it super uncomfortable for Gonzaga, but Duke just is not playing that type of defense anymore. Uh, or at least lately they haven't been. So uh, for that reason, I think I think Gonzaga and Texas Tech meet up in the Elite Eight. I just don't know if Texas Tech has enough offense uh, to, to hang with Gonzaga here. Uh, they don't really have a point guard, and they don't really have anybody uh, taller than 6'8 that can match up with, with Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren down low. So uh, for those reasons, I, I like Gonzaga probably to get to the Final Four.
0: I forgot about Drew Timmy, man, the classic uh, college basketball dude who's uh, the Cherokee Parks-esque, right? Like, great guy for Gonzaga, but I'm not real sure that dude's going to translate into the NBA, so go ahead and get yours while you still can, Drew Timmy. I lo- I'm with you, Mr. Williams. Gonzaga coming out of the West. Mr. King, you're a contrarian sometimes just to be a contrarian. What say you in the West?
2: Um, I think Gonzaga gets to the 8. Um, I also think Duke gets to the 8. This is Sussexi's final year. I know they aren't playing as well the last two weeks of the season as they were the rest of the season, but this is where Krzyzewski really shines, and he's going to propel this team to his final, final four, and they will beat Gonzaga again and the Elite Eight to make it there.
0: Look at you, a North it's, Carolinian through and through the It's, 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 it's
2: Listen, Krzyzewski is... The greatest coach in modern NCAA, bar none. And this is almost a second season for this team. I think you'll see them come out with the fire and the passion that they did at the beginning of the season when they beat Gonzaga earlier.
1: They just don't. Well, I mean, they they be- don't have. They, they don't have any killers on this team. They don't have any experience. And I think the this last season has really put a burden on these kids' shoulders, man. You you saw it in the North Carolina game. Then they just like, got absolutely waxed by Virginia Tech, man. I don't trust this defense. Uh, I would push back hard, hard on you saying Coach K is the is the best ever, man. You're talking about X's and O's wise. I don't even think he's in the top five. Um, but I, mean, I said modern
2: NCAA. I would put him <laughs> right up there with John Wooden, neck neck neck. I don't know if you can have a better college basketball coach than either one of those guys.
1: One of the top recruiters, but X's and O's, he's got nothing on Robert Montgomery Knight or Rick Pitino. As much as I I I hate Rick Pitino,
0: Williams, your brand of being so like hard on coaches is absolutely—they just shine through at all times, man. I love it. You like like you aren't as quick as Chris and I are to like bash a player, but man, you will give it to a coach every once in a while, and I love that about you.
1: Well, uh, I mean, he's got. got, Chusevsky is
2: disciple of Knight. So it's not like you're dissing Knight, but I think his track record proves it.
1: His track record does prove it. How many times has he been a two seed and he's lost to a 15 seed? I mean, that's happened like three or four times. He's had all the talent in the world, and he's won one outright ACC championship since 2006. Tony Bennett has whooped his ass lately. And, I I mean, I don't know. I don't even think he's in the top five, but – did he ever he's throw tough. a chair? A Did he ever throw recruiter. a chair? That's what I asked you. If he recruiter. hasn't thrown a
0: chair, he's got no chance of being as good as Robert Montgomery all night because that is dedication to your team, willing he to is throw a, a chair. Coach.
2: He is a coach that is from the mold of a night-type coach. Old did school, he throw a chair? And he was able to successfully navigate the turn to the one and done era of what is currently college basketball. Oh, please. And you hate is, the one and done era. You are walking in knots right now to defend I, Coach K. I, I do. I don't like it, but he has successfully transferred over into that era and still became uh, has relevance and is a national powerhouse. There's not Gee, too I love, many. I love it when we're talking college basketball.
0: We talk college basketball, and you can argue for something that you're against, but with baseball, heck no. You can't think about what anybody <laughs> else's feelings might be when it comes to baseball rules. It's got to be what you want. But with college basketball, you can twist yourself in knots and defend Coach K. Oh, he's, Chris King, you are a contrarian for contrarian's
1: <laughs> sake, and I love you, my friend. No, he's All he's right, made who? Duke relevant. He's made Duke relevant, but he's never well, – There's he's, no doubt about that. He's never taken like a 1987 like Hoosier team – to the championship like that that team hardly had any compared to like duke talent that team did not have as nearly as much talent as, as all the duke teams that won the national championships so he's always had the talent that's what i'm saying
0: he certainly has but phil jackson has had all the talent we consider him one of the greatest coaches in the nba so i mean you know it, 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 it is what it is you got to have talent to even be in the conversation because you know a lot of people when you guys threw john wood's name out there would argue that yeah i mean he had all the great players too so you know that's how it goes so chris has duke Williams and I have Gonzaga taking on who from the East, Mr. Williams, you say?
1: Yeah, I just don't think Nova has enough size to to match up with Zona. Uh, no, 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 the
0: East, the East. Who oh, will Gonzaga and Duke have to take on?
1: You went down, okay. Uh, ah, this is the toughest bracket here, toughest region. I'll say UCLA comes out of the East.
0: Wow. All right. Shout out to the Bruins and the great, great uniforms that the UCLA Bruins have. Cuts to Bill Walton in the crowd wearing a tie-dye shirt. I'm all for it. Chris, who do you got coming out of the
2: East? I have UCLA playing Kentucky in that elite Elite Eight matchup. And I also have UCLA going to the Final Four and knocking Kentucky out. Nice. There you go. I love that. Anytime Kentucky can lose, we are going to highlight that here on the podcast. So
0: we have Kentucky losing. Mr. Williams, when did you have Kentucky losing, by the way? Let's just go ahead and point that out.
1: It's probably in that game, too. UCLA, Kentucky. Man, like the East can go like 15 different ways. If uh, I tell you what, man. I <laughs> I think IU matches up pretty well with UCLA. And if they can get past St. Mary's... I, it's not out of the question, man. We saw IU. I just gave you the breakdown of of the uh, the guy on Vison saying that they're the they're, they're the biggest Cinderella team out there, but if they can hit any threes, man, they could give UCLA a game. UCLA plays slow. That's what the Hoosiers like to do. But yeah, I mean, the East is the toughest region to pick here.
0: All right. But you they, guys both have UCLA coming out. I love it. I absolutely love it. And then yeah. I love as well, and Mr. Williams, because I always give you crap about this on our football show when you pick an, an upset special here. I get all of your arguments for IU as Cinderella, but I mean, we're talking about one of the most storied programs in all of college yeah, yeah, basketball no. being a Cinderella.
1: No, they just, the, the the way they labeled it, and then they rank all those teams, and, and Indiana was number one. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I can call Indiana Cinderella, but I mean, you, you could in these last five or six years.
0: Oh, for, for sure. sure. I mean, listen, we yeah. all know that like this podcast was basically born on me trashing Archie miller so i mean that's definitely something that i did for years and the main reason i trash him is because he never made the tournament so you know it is what it is let's go over to the midwest mr williams where you were trying to tell us no excuse me up to the south where you were trying to tell us all about villanova and arizona
1: yeah yeah i just don't think nova has enough size uh to knock off zona zona is just so big man and they're so fast they play up tempo Nova can try and slow it down as much as possible. Uh, Gillespie, Gillespie will try and keep them in the game, but uh, I just think Zona has too much for for Nova here, uh, so I, th- I have Zona getting to the to the final four.
0: Chris, your thoughts?
1: I actually
2: have uh, Tennessee beating Villanova in that Sweet Sixteen matchup to uh, play Arizona. I see it was a little bit more of a tighter game, but I still see Arizona winning and getting to the final four.
0: All right, so you guys both agree on Zona, you both agree on UCLA, and you are split on uh, Gonzaga and Duke so far. So I like that, Mr. Williams. What do you got?
1: That would be a rematch from earlier. That's one of the three Zona losses uh, they actually lost at Tennessee earlier in the year. I think uh, I think they would have revenge on their mind. I, if that if that was the matchup, I I could see Zona beating them by double digits in that game.
0: Well, there we go. That's a good one to look forward to because that's really what March Madness is all about, right? We're going to sit down and we're going to watch these these games here this weekend and we're going to be hoping for upsets. But really, the cream is going to end up rising to the top and you hope for matchups like that on the second weekend. That's definitely what you hope March Madness ends up being all about. Let's go to the Midwest and finish it out. Let's see if we have more agreement from our college basketball guys or if they're going to separate here in Kansas's bracket down in the Midwest. Chris, we'll start with
2: you this time. What do you got in the Midwest? Um, This is the region where i really think it's a coin toss um i really don't like any of the teams in this whole bracket to do anything but get to the final four i ended up having kansas and auburn in that elite day. i couldn't see wisconsin getting there i couldn't see providence or iowa getting there or or usc and because i really don't have much faith in kansas to win the big game I think Auburn beats Kansas, and Auburn ends up in the Final Four.
0: Ooh, all right, all right. Mr. Williams, how about you? Who do you got coming out of the Midwest?
1: I got Kansas, and this is this is my best bet uh, of the whole um, March Madness here. On FanDuel. you can find Kansas plus 200 to make it to the Final Four. The committee absolutely gave them a cakewalk here. They're playing better. Uh, they're getting Remy Martin back. The the who was one of the best players in the Pac-12 last year for Arizona State. He's gonna give them steady play at point guard. You got Oche Abaji, uh, the Big 12 Player of the Year, actually made AP All-American. Uh, and you got McCormick down low playing well. Wilson and Braun average double figures. Uh, Bill Self is a good coach. So, uh, yeah, I I think Kansas rolls easily into New Orleans out of this bracket out of this region.
0: Bill Self, good coach. Also, good hairpiece on Bill Self. So, a lot of good happening on Bill Self there. So, we got Chris has Auburn. Williams has Kansas. But other than that, they agree on two, disagree on two others. The championship game. Mr. Williams is who.
1: Yeah, this one's tough here. Um... (laughs) I think I'm going to have Gonzaga losing... In the championship game, and I'll take this is a toss-up between Arizona and Kansas. I think these, I think Arizona and Kansas are the two best teams. Uh, their stat called wins above bubble, and these two teams lead it. Kansas number one, Arizona's number two. Uh, toss it up for for contrarian's sake. I'll take Kansas to get past Arizona, even though I think Arizona matches up better with them. But I think more people will take Arizona. So, if you're going game theory, let's go Kansas. And then I'll take Kansas to beat Gonzaga in the championship.
0: Kansas to beat my Zags. How dare you? How dare you? Chet Holmgren will be crying a la Adam Morrison, says Mr. Williams. Mr.
2: King, what say you? So, in my final four, the magic for Krzyzewski runs out, and I have UCLA beating Duke. Uh I have Arizona easily handling Auburn and the other side, and I end up having Arizona coming out on top of her u c l a for the championship.
0: Shout out Matt Roberts, Mr. King has your Arizona Wildcats cutting down the nets in this year's madness, which begins later today, so uh get your bets in, you know, get your office pool uh gigs in you know you got your final deadline here i imagine up until about noon if you're listening to this in the morning if you're listening to this after games have already started out you can still place bets on all your different apps mr williams gave you a couple little nuggets there we will be back and we will have to get hardcore into the nba and uh the masters will be right around the corner mr king that's what we got ahead of us right
2: who doesn't like us getting back to augusta that's We're right. going to have Patrick. Mr. Roberts back on here. We're going to talk about the pomp and pageantry that is the Masters.
0: The azaleas, the pimento cheese sandwiches, the lemonade, all of it. We'll be talking about all of that here real soon. And Mr. Williams, I mean, do you have any parting words for the Morganino Nation while you're about to go on your hibernation for a little while until we uh, bring you back for any uh, QB carousel news that we feel uh, has to come up or possibly maybe we'll do a check-in on the NFL draft?
1: Man, just hoping, uh, hoping that uh, my Hoosiers can win, win a game or maybe two in this tournament. Man, it's it's good to see them back. It's good to have a have a win underneath our belt against Wyoming. So let's go, Hoosiers!
0: And uh, I mean, do you want to do you want to fill the listeners in on what your new uh, Thursday night plans will be for the next couple of weeks when you don't have to record this podcast? Are you going to start a bowling league or are you going to go out and get into a new euchre tournament? What are you going to do?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would love to get some double deck euchre going. Let's go, man! Let's go. Absolutely Nobody shout. knows what we're talking about. Oh, double deck euchre. Oh, it's That's it's so it's the best. It's the best.
0: Shout out to Jimmy Jamriska and me and Mr. Williams and assorted force all throughout the years down there in Muncie playing some double deck euchre. <laughs>
1: so
0: that is Balls and Brew for this week. Make sure you stay tuned to the Morgan You Know Podcast Network 4. Yeah, we know in the ring with Jimmy and Hot Rod. Plenty of wrestling news coming at you. And don't forget about come on in. The debut episode of Come On In, the Mrs. Morganino and Eyes Survivor recap was in your feeds yesterday. Had a new episode of Survivor yesterday, so of course next Wednesday, episode two of Come On In will be in your feed. We promise that it's 15 minutes, and we promise that it'll be right there for you at the beginning of the day on Wednesday. Listen to it when you're getting ready. Listen to it on your lunch break, on your drive to work, your drive home when you're getting food ready. 15 minutes for you. If you're a big Survivor fan, you should be checking out Come On In. That's enough for me. Final word goes to Mr. King. Goodbye, Internet.